You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 153rd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Spencer in Boston, where... Uh, uh, oh, I, oh man, sorry, this is Matt in Minneapolis. I'm so thrown off because we don't have Tim here tonight, and he usually leads it off. He does. Go, go ahead, Spencer. Usually go ahead. goes a lot smoother uh, when Tim is here, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, he is, he is, well, not unfortunately, but... Unfortunately, he is uh, en route to the Giro. He's going to be our embedded reporter there. Um, but yep, his flight only. his flight was a little delayed, uh, so mm-hmm. he is not on the ground. We do not have boots on the ground in Italy yet. Um, Thaddeus Bellwether uh, came through with the private jet to get him there. but um, Super nice, super yeah, nice. Yeah, some sort of issues, something, visas, I don't know. I, it, sounded, it sounded messy, but... Uh, Hopefully he'll he'll be back on schedule next week uh, with some reports uh, from uh, the the I don't know what do you call it the Giro I guess is there a name is there a nickname for Pretty the Giro? Pretty sure did you go? Well, yeah, oh, I, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think so. I feel like the tour has like a hundred nicknames. That is true. It does. It does. It does get a lot of yeah. It gets more love. It just gets more love. Unfortunately, I mean we've. we've yeah. Talked about this. It shouldn't necessarily for racing quality, but um, it is what it is. It but yeah, is. hopefully Tim will make it there. Hopefully there won't be some sort of snafu where he just ends up getting sent back to Florida and doesn't make it to Italy. Oh, that would uh, be that would be a big disappointment. That would really ruin the podcast next week. If that, that would be was tough. Yeah, we're really banking on this. Uh, you know, yeah. we really sunk all of our resources into this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we're really hoping he can pull this one off for the team. Um, speaking <laughs> of teams, let's get right uh-huh. into the meat of this week's uh, topics of discussion. Okay. Our agenda is pretty much 100% Giro related and mm-hmm. uh, and Velo Games related. Um, Velo Games, what's that? <laughs> is that a thing yeah. that we do? Yeah, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Velo Games. So, Vel- VeloGames.com allows you to select a team of riders uh, from those participating in the Giro. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like a fantasy cycling deal. Mm, and you pick a, cool. pick a team and you enter the Slow Ride Podcast League as uh, over 150 other people have done. Okay. And, uh, and then you accumulate points throughout the Giro and uh, we see who wins in the end. And among the three of us, uh, we have a competition going to see who can finish uh, in the top slot. Where on the podium okay. we shake out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure How I am. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm undefeated so far in the past three years of this contest. So nine, uh, nine grand tours something once. Well, I don't know. We'll have to go true? back and we'll check. check. We'll check. Okay. Anyway, go on. Somebody will so, have to make a, a a wiki site for a slow ride with all this info because I can't remember it. But I'm pretty sure so cool. I'm undefeated. Anyway, um, so I, I, I was going through some of the great names, the team names we have, which are always super fun to look at, and kind of perusing what other people's ideas were. And I found Tim's team, 
And uh, it doesn't hold a candle to my team, in in, in my opinion. But I, I couldn't find your team, little guy. Yeah, I couldn't find my team either. Um, <laughs> what's, what, um, see, what's the story? The thing, and I'm pretty sure I'm blaming this on our podcast. Because when we talked last week, I, I was almost certain that we, <laughs> between the three of us, decided the Giro started on Saturday. And I didn't bother to really look... Uh, into that if that was the case i assumed a grand tour would start on a saturday or a sunday it would not start on a friday that doesn't make any sense why would you start on a friday mm-hmm. um unless you're tr- i don't understand it doesn't make any sense to me it turned out it started on friday so i uh looked at cycling news on friday uh to maybe get some last minute deep insight into why who i should pick on my team uh-huh. and uh then i learned that it was too late and um yeah you would have gotten some pretty good tips about who the point scorers were yeah i had i had a a really good dark horse pick for the win uh, (laughs) on the first day i don't think i mean i'm not going to go through all 150 plus teams on our thing but i'm gonna say there's almost no chance that that dude was on anybody's team yeah i don't i don't even remember his name (laughs) but he's going down in history yeah, I mean, he wore the pink. He won the first day. Wore the pink jersey. Yeah, in his I mean, first Grand Tour. In his first Grand Tour, um, his name's not Sagan. His name is not won, Sagan. He won something for the Bora team. So right there, that's a huge thing. Um. So anyway, I messed up. I didn't pick a team. So do you pick a team? I did. I did. Oh, and, cool. And so I was thinking today that this show, what we do is review, you know, each of our teams individually and have the other two people on the show kind of pick them apart and, and do what we normally do. Um, but Tim's not here, uh, and you don't have a team. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess we can, I guess we can go through my team and then we can both go through Tim's team, but then I think we should figure out a team for you, a team, a team within the 150 in our mm. league that is going to represent you. How do you, how do you mm. feel about that? I like that. I um, there's already one or two that have caught my eye. I haven't been able to really pick one yet, but um, well, I don't know that you get to pick. Oh really? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I mean I, that's probably fair. Yeah. So I mean, you would just probably just pick whoever's in first, you know? So. <laughs> well, no, actually, I was pretty far down the list <laughs> looking at some teams because I am trying to find someone. Who uh, matches my own uh, interesting take on picking a Grand Tour team? So, um, I got to tell you, I would have picked Greipel. I would have picked Greipel. I'm I, not an idiot. I don't I'm believe not, you. I'm not. I'm. I. I mean, so it, this comes up now every Grand Tour, but he's won he, in every Grand Tour he's been in since I don't know time began. He wins at least one stage. Yeah. Um. So. Although you're, you're if you don't pick Greipel. Your history with picking sprinters in these Velo games is not conducive to me believing you at yeah. all when you say I mean, this. I might have picked Nizolo. <laughs> that's that's a little closer to what I'm what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, all right, well let's go let's go through your team cuz I finally scrolled all the way down to this oof. down way down this list. You are not near the front oof. currently. No, um, not found, yet, but I found your slow ride podcast B team. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good team. Um, I thought you would like it. I thought you would like it. And what I was excited about mostly was that there was very little overlap between my team and Tim's team. 
Yeah, uh, because we hadn't done a whole big deep dive into the Giro, like a preview on on our last episode of the podcast. So he didn't. He wasn't sure who to pick. He didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, for all the people out there, uh, Spencer's got Nibali. Solid pick on uh, history, uh, if not current form, since all he's won is Tour mm-hmm. Croatia. So who knows? Uh, Kreischwick, who Spencer's been in love with for a long time. So, yeah. And he had a great Giro last year. So that's a good pick. Zacharin, great Giro last year until uh, he flew into a ditch. Yeah. Um, but he's a skinny, uh, he's a skinny Russian. So yep. he's going to go well. Uh, Reichenbach. Now, on FTJ. Now that's a good deep cut. I like that. I thought He's a dark you would, horse you for would the top appreciate 10. this, yeah. Or like a mountain stage. I like that. Uh Caleb Ewan. Uh he's a sprinter. A sprinter you guy. Yeah. So that's good. He's he's a quick guy. Uh Winter Anaconda, which I really like. I mean, best name in cycling. <laughs> Indeed. Uh and now now you stab me in the back. Visconti, why would you do that? I know you like to do this just to make me mad, but I hate that. <laughs> kind of do. Uh, but I also think he's going to do well in a couple stages. Yeah, he might. Especially, yeah. especially if Nibali falters. So. Well, I have a theory about I have a theory about who the Bahraini team, who their backup is if Nibali falters. But we'll get to that when we discuss stage three a little later. Interesting. And then okay. Izagira, which is, I think, a good pick, uh, pick to do pick. something for Movistar. At least get those... Uh, those sweet help points when he helps Quintana yep. and then Kelderman, which is also, he's a good second choice for Sun Web when, uh, Dumoulin, uh, falters. So uh, a solid team. I like it. A lot of, a lot of mountain guys. I like that too. Yeah. So I'm I really like built for week, uh, week three here. Um, which is quite kind of my normal value game strategy is I don't care how fast I come out of the gate as long as I'm built for week three. Um, although I do try to get a sprinter that's going to be, in the top three every day. I don't want to waste money on a on a gripe personally, but um, out of this bunch, like Ewan is obviously he's a he's, good pick. He was gonna win a couple, you know, like and he'll be up there most days. I kind of, you know, the other guy was um, Nizzolo. I kind of thought he's hit or miss. You know, he's yeah. he's not gonna be consistent. Like he'll win or he won't even be in the top ten. Um, that's kind of my take on him and most of the other sprinters too, to be honest, gripe included. So. I thought uh, thought Ewan was the sprinter to go with. That's that's I can understand that. It's a good pick. I gotta I say, I'm a little team. surprised. I didn't hear a whole lot of griping from you aside from Visconti, which I think is unfounded. But mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. I don't know why I said big. Um, I mean, I expect a, you know I expect a certain amount of hatred coming hmm. uh, from the other members of this podcast, but. I guess I, I guess it's, hate? I guess it's you don't have a team to put mine up against. It's tough mm-hmm. to it's tough to say you did better or worse or whatever. No, well, I mean, I would have done better. Obviously, I can say that, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, so I, I pull. I just pulled up Tim's team. Uh, oh yeah, Capital City cool. meets. Uh, yep. I mean, also some solid picks in there. He went with Chryswick, okay. which is good. He went with Malemo, who I think is going to be good. Yeah. Um. He's finally not at the tour. I think this would be good for him. He, Tim with Posa Vivo, so he, he listens to me. He listens yeah, to he, my goofy mistake. things. Yeah. Um, he picked Pierre Roland, who lost a bunch of time today. So terrible. Pick. There you go. He picked Nizzolo, uh because I, I told him to. And I just, I just <laughs> told you how I feel about Nizzolo. So that has pretty much yeah. panned out to be true so far in the 
in the Giro. Nuzzolo's gotten some pretty decent points so far for Tim. He's got basically all Tim's points. Uh, he, Tim went with, and I got to give him some credit for this, he went with Dylan Toons. Yep. Uh, yep. Who he's <laughs> he is proclaimed to be his new favorite rider, so at least uh, he's he's being true to his word. Uh, he went with Adam Hansen, which is nice. Just a throwaway. Um, yeah. Just yeah, he's not gonna really get you any points, but he's there, and you got to support the fact that he's there forever. Yeah. He went with uh, Rory Sutherland. It's another throwaway. Doesn't make yeah. Any sense at all? He'll get thirty-five, forty points because he will like pace Quintana up a mountain for a little bit, and then he picked Nibali, which. You know, I think it's arguable that that's a throwaway pick too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm looking. But... <laughs> I'm looking at Tim's team, and it looks like trash to me. Other than Chryswick <laughs> and Nabali, I don't think there's any that I wouldn't have picked any of these guys. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I picked Malema and Posavivo. Posavivo because I love him for um, ten points, though. Look at Malema's eight points. That doesn't make any sense. I mean. That's, yeah, I don't understand how... Anyway, how, how, anyway yeah, The sure. whole point of the thing is, Tim's team is trash. It's garbage. Um, okay. He's got a guy from Cannondale on his team. That's that's really all I need to say. Um, well, he picked the wrong guy, too. <laughs> so, but now we come to the problem of you not having a team. And so what I want to do is scroll through some of our great teams here and find one that's going to work for you. <laughs> I got to give Theo a shout-out for Pearson butt rolls. Come on, that's a stupid-ass joke. Good job. <laughs> that, is a, that is a pretty dumb. That is <laughs> Good job. That's really dumb. Um, uh, Mikey N with team... Uh, his team is uh, Saint fucking fuck in Lewis. Um, yeah. I think you had a decent team, but I still hate your city. Um <laughs> The team I'm super into, and I want this to be my team, is the Lancia-Nutella uh, team. Um, oh. And <laughs> according to the Velo Games, it's uh, Luigi uh, Tacchini, the guy, the the, the famed uh, Italian uh, trainer uh, who doped many a rider in his day. Um, uh, he was sort of the Italian... Uh, he was like the... Yeah. Uh, he was there helping... Um, ferrari and all those guys and, mm. and developed a lot of the uh training systems i'm using air quotes yeah um that we have now so he is a fan of the podcast got in uh got a team and he's got a sweet team i kind of want this to be my team quintana dumoulin Posavivo, uh formolo greipel Pazzato, hansen gasparato and pierre roland i think that's a pretty team it I sounds pr- it sounds pretty good um I don't know that we're going to let you pick your own team, though. Mm, all right. But I am, I'm looking through the list here of all the people that did uh, uh, drop team names in, and i got to say there's a lot of love for Pizzato in our team names, and it just warms my heart. We have, yeah. we have Team Pizzato presented by Instagram. We have the mm-hmm. Leaning Tower of Pizzato. Mm-hmm. We have Pizzato's Potatoes, which I feel like should maybe be your team. Um, I haven't seen them yet. I'm I'm uh, I'm sure I like them. I'll find them. Oh God! There's so many great. I I love scrolling through these names and finding. There's only God can judge me, (laughs) which we know is a Pizzato reference. Oh, they're so good. There's so many good ones. Our listeners, guys are great. See, I wanted to go with the up for up with Pizzato team. Um, 
there's, got there's, TJ Van Garderen on there, though, so I'm going to have to click yeah, away no. from that. This is the uh, pos- Pipo Pazato themed name number four. <laughs> is, is actually the name of the team. Uh, Horner 2018, that could be your team. Yeah, I saw that. It's a decent team. I mean, the name... The name is uh, the best, one of the best names. Still pulling for. Oh yeah, no, this one has Van Gardner on it. Yeah, you can't have that. No, man, Hanson is on a lot of teams. I've just been randomly opening teams, and up with Peepo. A lot of Hanson. <laughs> There's a lot of love for Hanson. Uh, maybe more love than there ever was for any Hanson since probably the late '90s, right? Ouch. Um, <laughs> or was it the mid '90s? <laughs> There's yeah, probably more mid. There's a lot of uh Frankie based teams, which is nice. I like I like some Scarponi love. Um it's nice to see. So normally what we do, and we didn't talk about this last week, is when we pick our teams, we we've gone with the no froom rule for the tour and, and so forth. And and we didn't discuss doing a no Quintana rule. Now I mm-hmm. didn't pick Quintana and I am I am shocked, actually shocked to my core i'm a little bit rattled i would say that mm-hmm. tim also did not pick quintana so i think we should just de facto install this rule right now mm-hmm. and say that uh whatever team we assign to be your default team that you didn't get to pick um should not be able to have quintana on it that makes sense i i was under the impression that we wouldn't be picking quintana just because that's kind of how we roll. <laughs> right. um, we, we, we always have the no Froom rule, and I think in this situation, Quintana becomes the Froom. He, he moves into the Froom position. Yes. Um, so I wanted. I just wanted, I clicked on this team, Carbon Copy. Uh, they're kind of down there in the points, just yeah. above you, and I thought that'd be a good one for me, but uh, unfortunately they've got Froom. So that can't be I my team. It. Yeah. Um, I think the best team name I've seen so far is Pino Into the Wind. Uh, so good it's so good how about listens to the slow ride podcast once wins zero i thought i (laughs) i definitely think that could be an option for you ah quintana i mean this is tough all right i'm just gonna here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give you as a penalty because you failed to create a team in time whether whether whose fault that is or not you can't rely on information you got from the slow ride podcast on when the Giro starts. Um, I'm going to give you, I'm not going to give you the dead last team in the league. Cause that just seems unfair, but we're going to give you this second to last team in the league currently in the standings, which is team Pizzato presented by Instagram. So, right. so Dave, I like that. Dave LeBlanc has created their team for you. They currently mm-hmm. have 99 points. So you're not too far team. back. And it looks like a team you would pick. It doesn't have Quintana. And so your team now is Thibaut Pino, good, Mm -hmm. solid GC guy. Steven Kreiswick. No points at all. Or no points at all. You know, maybe. Mm -hmm. Steven Kreiswick. Kreiswick's good. uh, Yeah, it's totally a little guy pick. Would you have picked him? Do you think? Kreiswick? Maybe. I I'm pretty sure I would have picked Posavivo and Formolo, who are the next two guys on this list. Yeah, so um, Posavivo and Formolo are there, so that's great. He picked Bennett uh, from Bora as a sprinter, which I yeah, think just really nails it for the little guy choice. <laughs> like, yeah, let I me know, just pick some random ass dude to be my sprinter. So I mean, they say he's a sprinter. Yeah, 
well, we got to have one, right? Like, yeah. And then he picked uh, uh, Woods from Cannondale, <laughs> who you just talked about in the last week's episode. Um, yeah. As having some crazy watts to power ratio or whatever. Well, and I think he only picked him because, according, at least according to Bella Games here, it says that David LeBlanc is Canadian, and I believe Woods is Canadian. So I believe ah, that's just some patriotic pride. That could be. There, that yeah. could be. Yeah. Nationalistic so, thing. But, but it anyway. makes sense. It ties in with the little guy narrative. Um, he picked Joe, Joe Dombrowski. So this is a Cannondale-heavy team. This is a team that yeah. little guy has manipulated through our podcast, like the trash talk, the shaming of Cannondale, to the point where they now need to prove themselves worthy. And they're, so. they're on the come up. And you would have you known that, orchestrated that, and yep. put three of their guys on your Vela Games team to take advantage of of, mm-hmm. of the pent up, you know, need Anger. to redeem themselves. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and then uh, then the ringer, Pipo Pizzato himself, who of course needs to be chosen in the Giro by one of us. Yep. And on a team named Team Pizzato presented by Instagram, he better be on the squad. Indeed. So that that's a surefire stage win, at least one for you. <laughs> And then the wild card to round out the team is Tom Dumoulin, who is a very solid choice for the Giro. So I, I, I am, despite yeah. you being second to last in the league right now, you will not stay there with this team, but you've got a little bit of a penalty. You're, you're about 100, 100 or so points behind me and Tim uh, right now. I'm not which, worried at all. I, which I think I seems good. fair. Yeah. Thanks, David, for doing the work for me. Um, I kind of feel like we did this one together. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you're on the same. You're definitely on the same wavelength here. I think. So, yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. I am ready to root for those guys, and I'm gonna try to remember <laughs> that those are my guys that I'm rooting for. Um, I think. I think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna do it. Um, unfortunately, so far in this Giro, we've just had uh, sprint stages. Which yeah. Is a little boring. Yeah. But at least today, we had quick steps on stage three. Um, Going to the front, ripping the race apart, and getting a few guys. Uh, it was like seven guys yep. finished ahead of the main group of favorites. Um, five of them contested the sprint. And uh, Fernando, I'll mispronounce his name. Gav- I don't know how do they pronounce it. Gavira? Sure. Sure. Uh, he won over a guy from Bora again, uh, Rudiger Selig, and uh, Giacomo Nizzolo, who I maybe would have picked if I'd actually picked a team. So that's pretty nice. A little little slice of Belgian uh, yeah. racing going on there with the crosswinds. And um, so I don't know. This is what I, you know, we all always love about quick stuff is that yeah. they're always, yeah. they come to a race, you kind of don't imagine they're going to do much that. This doesn't seem like a race where they can really uh, put their foot down, and just like they did last year, they've kind of um, yeah, and they make and, it their own. And that's what's crazy to me is like you you watch this happen, and you watch Quick Step on a couple of these, usually one of the first you know three or five stages or whatever, they'll just smash one of these flat days and tear the field apart. And and every single time I see it happen, I get like super excited. I'm like, oh my god, this is so crazy. And then I realized, didn't they do that the last Grand Tour? Yes. Didn't they do that the one before that? Yes. Like, that's kind of what they do, right? But every single time, it's super exciting and super awesome because you don't know who's going to make the split and who's not. And 
and this time, you know, like a lot of the sprinters were caught out and, you know, pretty much all the uh, GC guys were caught out as well, except for Bobby Jungles from Quick and, Step. And, and I'm going to say the super dark horse is uh, Sietsu. Yeah. He got, so this, I mean, this is the same thing. I read the, uh, like, articles all over the internet, and people were like, ah, you know, all the none of the GC guys got caught out. And I know it's not a big, it's like just 10 seconds here. But, I mean, let us not forget, Jungles finished uh, sixth place overall last year, eight minutes back. Yeah. And uh, Sietsu finished 10th overall. And, yeah, 16 minutes, but he finished 10th. So you just, six and 10, um... Yep. Just stole a few seconds, and I know they're not at all in the same league or considered the big threats, but, um, you know, you never know. You go into these races, uh, we got guys obviously like Nibali coming in on, uh, you know, getting the fate of many of the people, let's <laughs> say, in our Velo Games League uh-huh. on prior uh, results in his career, not exactly on the results of this year. It's true, um, yes. And then you've got uh, Sitsu, who's always been an underrated rider, on Nibali's team, could be going better than a Bali. I'm kind of pulling for something crazy like that to happen. Um, and then you got Jungles. And we all know Jungles has really good hair. Amazing hair. And so, come on, a few days on the podium, maybe wear the pink jersey again. We'd all like that. It was it was nice to look at last year. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I thought that was interesting that that happened. And, uh, you know, it was kind of people were like, ah, you know, not a big deal. But. I think that could be a big deal. You never know. It could maybe be. Maybe it means nothing, but maybe in uh, you know in a week or something, suddenly uh, Sitsu and Jungles have a couple seconds on uh, like Nibali going into last week, and we're like, oh man, remember stage three? Didn't think yeah. that meant anything. But yep. they got about ten seconds or thirteen seconds or so, um, which is yeah. I mean, it could like races have been won on smaller margins than that, so you never know. But, um, there are some there are some Quintanas in that field to deal with and and some Nibali's so we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see how that plays well, out but yeah well I mean just like general classification now going in to this week where we finally get we get some uphill uh, racing some stuff not just for the sprinters you know like Jungles and Sietsu are fourth and fifth overall not a lot of time but in those early mountain stages. Um, Sometimes these guys uh, can at least hang on, mm-hmm. and maybe get to wear the pink jersey for a day or two when they wouldn't have otherwise because yep. they stole a few seconds on a day like today. So, yep. you know, they've so, all got like 10, 15 seconds on the big guy. I should know this, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, do they change the order of the follow cars uh, based on position in the race or do they just, is it set on day one and that's how it is through the whole tour? I think it changes on rate on the race, like top top ten or, or uh, top place, you know, yeah. whatever. I I was pretty sure it did because whoever's did in a pink jersey will have the first car in the in the in the caravan, right? Yeah, but I I wonder what they do when you have you know it? like when you have more than one yeah. rider. I guess you just go off your highest ranked rider, and right? Just sort of, or is it only the only the first car changes? Hmm. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll I'm have to really look sure that either. up, but. That could be another reason to steal a few seconds, and you know, uh, if you if you can move your car up. There. Well, and especially in a situation like that where you have you have a guy like if if Sietsu is sitting fifth overall, and the Bahraini car gets to move up to fifth hypothetically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, from maybe like they'd random draw, and they were sitting like 
tenth, you know, then going into that first yeah. real mountain stage, Nibali's in a much better position just in terms of yeah, getting exactly, bottles, exactly. You know, and that can that can make a huge difference if like when he suddenly needs a bottle, he can just look at one of his guys and yep. and get one. Um, as opposed to waiting for them to like sprint yeah. through the field up a mountain. I'm so. gonna have to Google that because I'm not I'm not 100 sure if it's just the first car, if it's or if it's locked in or what. But um, could be could be a solid reason to to steal away some seconds early on in the race. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I don't know. If, yeah, I feel like the other stages were just kind of sprint stages. Aside from well, we had the crazy breakaway guy win solo day one, Bora. Mm-hmm. Uh, day two, the gorilla took over. Um, of course. Yep, you knew that was gonna happen. And then um, uh, day, day three today, um, kind of had that split driven by by Quickstep, uh, which shook things up a little bit, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't really got to the meat of the Giro yet. I feel like no. we're no. coming up, we're coming into it though. The Giro is doing that thing where. They throw in a couple of little mountains very quickly, which I always like. I do like a little little prelude. I, you know, you don't have to go big right away. It's good to kind of leave it, but it's nice to, uh, you know, give us a little appetizer. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, that's the zero for now, pretty much. I'd say I. Uh, we're gonna have to wait till we get some good mountains yep. before we really have we, anything consequential to say. I, currently, you can't really tell. Like all the GC guys are kind of sitting there with each other. No one's let anything slip. No one's really let any uh, big tells go. That, whether true. they have form or don't have form. That's true. Um, so yeah, this is probably where Tim would normally have some sort of sweet segue uh, to mm-hmm. get us into the next section, but. Um, what I'm going to do is just uh, uh, ring a bell for the preem lap, and we'll do that. Ring it. Oh, hey there, all you hosers. This is Manitoba Mike Vandenham from Canada, and uh, you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, eh? Spencer, is that a preem? Who are we riding for tonight? I'm pretty sure that was a preem, yeah. Um, this week, uh, first off, I'd like to tell you about the Wide Angle Podium. Uh, we oh, are, do tell. We are part of the Wide Angle Podium Network. It's a network of like-minded uh, podcasts, um, cycling-themed, cycling-related, cycling-adjacent uh, podcasts. Um, there are a number of them on the network uh, if you like this show, you will probably like some of the other shows on the Wide Angle Podium uh, network. So check it out, wideanglepodium.com. Uh, you good. can find our show there. You can find other shows there. And you can learn all about what we're doing, what we are offering, um, and how you can support shows like ours and uh, and others on the network, like Crosshairs Radio, for instance, which is... Um, been doing uh, obviously cyclocross um, reporting all all cyclocross season and is now shifted to cross country mountain bike. Um, so that is what they're giving us uh, right now, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and other shows like the Consummate Athlete, which has been uh, cranking out interviews weekly with all sorts of sports scientists, authors, uh, coaches all kinds of people and they really run the gamut of different sports, different types of 
um, information. Um, so it's really a good way to learn a lot about uh, pretty much anything to do with sports, anything. exercise, right. and, and well-being. Um, and, you know, they just had an interview a few weeks ago with Phil Guyman. So they even talk about bikes with cool. nerdy bike people, you know. So, yeah, it's the real deal. Find all that stuff, com. Yeah, check that out, and you got to learn what Phil's up to. He's been uh, he's been doing some interesting things since he's retired. <laughs> it's kind of funny what he's up to. Yeah, I would say I would say that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah. We are also brought to you this week by HealthIQ.com. Um, HealthIQ is a life insurance company um, that is going to find you better rates based on the fact that you are a health conscious. Uh, individual you ride a bike um they know that you're putting in the work putting in the miles and um mm-hmm. and they you know they can find you better rates because of that because you are less likely to have uh health problems and life altering issues that uh, might require the use of your life insurance so they can save you money Sounds good yeah and they do it a lot of different ways um they have it adapted for low-carb dieters. They have it tailored for endurance athletes. They have uh, athlete-friendly uh, body measurements for BMI. Um, they can uh, forego one family history issue because they know that you are doing a better job of things than um, <laughs> you know than than maybe uh, the rest of the people. If, like if you're the only cyclist, if you're the only climber <laughs> in your family, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to get docked. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. you know what you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, Health IQ promotes a health conscious lifestyle through financial rewards. Um, and historically, the health conscious have overpaid and subsidized those who are not as health conscious. Um, so by celebrating those who are, um, Health IQ can uh, help to inspire health literacy in the world. And you can take advantage of that at healthiq.com slash slow ride. Uh, take, take a quiz, fill out some information, um, see if you can score elite on that quiz. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling that if you listen to this podcast, you are definitely in the elite category. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, just uh, see what they could do. They'll give you a call. They'll walk you through what the rates are. Uh, I did this and... Um, it's you know it's real it's it's something that can save you money and uh we'd like you to check it out so healthiq.com slash slow ride check it out all right let us get back to the show for fuck's sake kid this is adam fucking myerson and you listen to the slow ride podcast Spencer, I got to tell you about a bike I saw at a bike rack. <laughs> okay. Um, so so exciting. Yeah, it sounds good. Is, it, no, is this another dilapidated, rusty, salvageable like thing that's just rusty, rotting away there? Or is this like an actual bike that I'm going to care about? It's a bike you're actually going to maybe, I don't know if you'll care about it. But okay. I was really excited about it. I saw this goofball bike downtown. It was all aluminum, uh, like like bare aluminum, uh, vintage mountain bike, um, but okay. it had 
drop bars and uh, listening, yes. and a goofball uh, stem. And I was looking at it, rode by. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did a double take, went back, had to go check it out. A uh, bunch of old Dior stuff on it. But no decals except for what looked kind of like a homemade decal on the top two. I wasn't sure. And uh, it I said get... it was a Manitou, right? Okay. So I was like, I was like, I I don't know. That decal doesn't really look right. But I didn't have the time to sit there and, and uh, pull up pictures of them on my phone and look at vintage decals and stuff. So I took a picture of it. Um, like a day or two later, I went on, on the Mombat uh, mountain bike history website, which unfortunately is currently down. I'm hoping it comes back. If not, um, we have to raise money for that because that is a important resource in my life. <laughs> and uh-huh. I went on there and I looked at uh, a bunch of the vintage bikes and it didn't match up. Like the logo didn't seem right. It definitely was a homemade logo. Okay. So then I, I did some more Googling and it turned out the frame I saw was actually a crested peak, I think was the brand. So this person had like debadged their vintage crested peak and then made it look like the way cooler uh, sought after old school aluminum mountain bike that it wasn't. It was still really cool, but it wasn't it wasn't as cool as they made it from a distance where I was like, whoa, whoa, that's really awesome. Um, so weird. super excited about that. Yeah, that's what, weird. Is this a look? Guy, is this is this a crime? Is this, it's a, not a, is crime. this a cycling crime? No, it seems I like don't fraud. I think so. It's kind of fraud, but it's it's, it's the best kind of fraud because it's only appealing <laughs> okay, to a very, sm- very small subset of people that one are going to even care See, this um, is, this that is it's where... the bike you're pretending <sighs> it is. Yeah. You this... know, like it's it's weird. This is where we need Tim because we need a third person. We need a defense attorney. We need a prosecuting attorney and we need a judge and jury. And because I I think this is out of line. I don't think you can rebadge your bike as a brand that it's not and pass it off. I think uh. that is criminal activity. I think you should be banned from bikes for six months to, to a year at the minimum. If... <laughs> I would yeah. probably try to throw the book at you. Oh, uh, man. Well, this guy had such a cool bike, you'd probably just bunny hop it, that book, when you threw it at him. How, how, if... how many? The jury with the Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, listen to this answer carefully. <laughs> Mr. Allen, uh-huh. how many anodized parts were on this bicycle? Oh, I feel like some of the cable hangers and stuff were anodized, but the brakes, I think, too. They were newer. I think they were like newer textures, but they were red. You don't sound sure of yourself, Mr. Allen. No. What mostly caught my eye was, one, the frame, and two, it had this really weird little... Um, <laughs> brake pivot so rather than the canty having a, a cable stop and then having a straddle wire that hangs it had this bit where the cable goes into it and it turns on a pivot and then it pulls the straddle wire with the pivot i'd never seen this before um this is my, my story goes farther in that the other day i saw cannondale with this same weird pivot thing an old vintage cannondale that had a lot of purple anodized parts okay that's why i initially went over to the cannondale it had this pivot turns out Cannondale made this thing. It's called a Coda Force 40. They say it makes your canties have 40% more stopping power. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. <laughs> but oh, Well, you can't. Like Otherwise, all the bikes would have them, right? Because canties have what, zero stopping power now, so that would get them to 40, which is yeah. pretty good. Um, but this thing is pretty cool, um, and everyone should Google 
image search Coda Force Forty, but you can go continue with your okay. with your trial of me. I think this my, guy is my, totally my innocent because he cross examination. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we need Bill on the call. Like Bill's a lawyer, he could he could preside over this. <laughs> this is just gonna be us arguing though. So yeah, I'm gonna I I, I still I contested this crime. If if I had put it this way, if I had one of those um, chrome Bianchi pistas uh, that everybody had back in the early mid two thousands, like one of the first track mm-hmm. bikes that was commercially available, yeah, um, and every single hipster had one. And I peeled all the badges off it, so it was just a chrome bike. And then I like maybe I stuck some Mozzie badges on there, so it looked like vintage, you know, it looked uh-huh. like oh, this is a cool or Chinelli. Like maybe I put some Chinelli badges on there. And you saw that locked up, and you're like, ah, oh, sweet, sick Mozzie. And you rolled over there, and then you f- saw that gas pipe welded together <laughs> fork that had no, you know, it didn't have a nice fork crown or anything. Yeah, that was terrible. I you agree. Would, was you would bike. think that was a crime to bicycles, and you would want that person thrown in jail. Well, but here's what I liked about what this guy did. One, it's super <laughs> okay. nerdy. Um, well, if you're interested... I, to I concede that point, yes. To, um, it 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 made me go down a rabbit hole of internet research, uh-huh. and I kind of appreciated it. Now, the Mozzie, th- like if someone did that with a Bianchi, I think it would do the same thing where I would have to go home and look at like vintage Mozzie catalogs for a long time and try to decide if like they had invented that ugly ass fork. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I should, I should, while I should be like, it's disgusting. I should be like, well, they were years ahead of their time at the same. Um, but I, I, I liked it for the mystery that this guy, this guy laid out a mystery. He had a unbranded bike with, I was pretty sure the wrong decals on it. And then a weird <laughs> brake pivot that I'd never seen in my life. Mm-hmm. It, it made me work. And um, I feel like a better person for it. All right. Well, you make a compelling case. I gotta say, there's a lot of a lot of you know good that came out of this crime, this criminal crime that uh, this person did, this crime yeah. against bicycles. Um, but you know, the the letter of the law is the law, and mm-hmm. and you know, unfortunately, despite the the good that may have come out of it, much much more uh, evil could have befallen the world. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna sentence this person to six months hard labor. Uh, they're gonna have to ride a rigid fork, and um, I'm pretty sure that their the Judy that was on their bike didn't work anymore. It looked like it was collapsed. So I think right. they already are. I, I think I think what this person we will condemn them to six months hard labor on a sub six hundred dollar retail twenty niner that's from twenty twenty seventeen. So. Oh god. That they're is, really gonna they're really gonna hate that and that is gonna be their punishment. Okay. That's you've punished them more than I would ever. <laughs> okay. It's the way the law works, I guess. It is, it's true. Um so we got an email that I'm gonna read to you that is pretty exciting, uh, to the slow ride podcast at gmail dot com where you can send us any Questions, comments, or random stories like uh, this one that we got. Um, this says, this is from Nigel Parker. He's written us before. Uh, it says, hi, Slow Ride and Tim. So I guess Tim's not part of the show, which I, I appreciate. He gets it. 
just listen to episode 152, another excellent podcast. Uh, started listening from circa episode 70. So it's been with you nearly two years. Long time. <laughs> that, is, that is some dedication. Thank you. Uh, not only do I listen, but I also stalk Tim on Strava, and I email you guys now. So I feel like family. <laughs> yep, totally you are. That's how it works. That is how it works here. Welcome to the fam. That's how uh, I talk to my mom. She just stalks me on Strava. <laughs> my emails. Uh, after hearing you mention that Mitch Docker had gotten in contact, uh, I thought I'd share some photos from last year's Surrey Classic Race, which I imagine must be in, I don't know, let's say England somewhere. Jolly old. Jolly old. Because he does start with the next word is whilst. So it's got to be. It's got to be England. <laughs> yep. Whilst camping out at the feed station area with the family, the man himself threw his musette R away. Whoa. I, I like to think it was intentional, given he's a bit of a dude. <laughs> I, d- I don't know. That's... I don't know what that means. Like he saw you for a split second as he rode by and was like, that's a dude. I'm a dude. That's I'm a dude. This dude. We have a connection. Yeah, the terminology is okay. a little little lost on my American ears, but I like the way it sounds. I, I like where it's going. So mm-hmm. um, he says, I might have eaten some of this food as well. Oh, that would be so cool. I never thought of that when they throw away their moussette bags. You might get to eat. There's something what, in it. Yeah. What they didn't want to eat. <laughs> so like a nice is... uh, orca green edge rice cake mix or something you know yeah i never thought about that that was a great great letter from nigel i appreciate that thanks for sending that in he sent some photos from the side of the road so cool yeah very good stuff but okay what what would you want in your reset bag what what would you eat if it was in your reset bag like if I was handed the muset bag and I was in the race, or if I was on the side of the road and Mitch Docker mm. got rid of his muset bag, what what do I hope Mitch doesn't like that I like? Like I'm like, man, I hope Mitch. Yeah, let's like do peanuts. that one. <laughs> and they put like a they put like a peanut butter Cliff Bar in there, and I'm like, and like, oh man, I hope they accidentally gave it to Mitch instead of Matty Heyman, and Mitch would be like, ah, oh, damn it, and he'll throw it out. <laughs> yeah, he'll say it, and he'll say it in Australian, so it'll sound cooler. So yeah, I want something with peanut butter. I I thought. I thought briefly about trying to do an Australian accent, and I decided against it. I just want to let everyone know that I've just <laughs> saved them a lot of painful moments. That was nice. We're still trying to get Mitch on the show, so we, we... <laughs> yeah, we've 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 emailed uh, back and forth a little bit here. We're trying to figure out some scheduling, so uh, you know he is halfway around the world, so it's it's not always easy. Um, yeah, he's kind of got an important job. Yeah, yeah, that's true. More important than ours, I gotta mm-hmm. say. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we're working on that. We're also working on uh, the Hincappy interview, you know, um, getting our getting our followers out. Um, we got tweeted at uh, earlier this week that um, somebody was attending a race that Hincappy was going to be at. So, Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, we're going to uh, try and get uh, get get the word organically uh, to the man himself. I figure if he... If every event he goes to, somebody is like, oh, hey, I heard you were going to be on the Solaride podcast. Yeah, <laughs> At some eventually. point, he's going to call us and be like, yo, guys, what the hell? I guess I need to be on this show. So uh, we're looking forward to that. We appreciate the, uh, any efforts you guys can make in that regard as far as mm-hmm. uh, contacting Mr. Hincappy. So. Yep. If you see him, bug him. That's our <laughs> motto. If you see him, bug him. Um. <laughs> Let's see. I don't think we have any other emails to read right now. I don't have reviews. Um, so if you guys 
You know, I'm sure they're all five star anyway. They're probably I mean, all five kinda... stars. Tim usually checks those, so I don't have them up. But uh, if you've left a review recently, we'll read it on the next episode. Uh, if you have not left a review, head over to iTunes and leave us a, a review. Five stars are appreciated. Uh, any less than that, um, that's you know your prerogative, I guess. Uh, we'll t- we'll take it. We probably earned it. Uh, yeah. But we, we love to read those reviews on air, uh, unedited. Usually Tim has not proofread them at all first, so you can get some good jabs in on him uh, that way as well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is a good way to trick him. It is. Oh, man. Anyway, um, so that's what I have for our agenda, I think. It's kind of it, man. It's kind of thin, the zero start. And they, uh, oh, they didn't you... really do anything super exciting in the first few days to give us no, a lot to talk we're, about. We're a little early in, yeah. You know what yeah. is coming up, though? One of the greatest grand tours ever. Oh, uh, don't even. I knew you were going to do this. The Tour of California. Yeah. It's on the horizon. It is. Did it start already? Probably did. I forgot to put my Velo Games team together. Oh, wait. <laughs> nobody does that because it's a stupid race. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a one-week tour. Come on. It's like, a one-week tour. It's a fine race. It's just it, I don't enjoy that it overlaps. I liked when it was in February and we could get excited about, yeah. uh, you know, out-of-shape schlecks. That's hard to say. Out-of-shape yeah. schlecks coming over and riding it. Um, yeah, no, But, true. you know, it is what it is. I mean, I hope I hope Sagan wins every stage again and, like, wins the mountain stage and, and all that and all the, all the like, Hincapie and Axon Berman, uh, like, not real pro but almost pro american kids light it up um, yeah they always do that's great to see them do that um i actually caught on nbcsn today like a half hour preview show of the uh of the tour yeah they were like going through each of the stages and kind of running you through it's pretty basic stuff you know like oh here's what the sprinters competition is and blah 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 like but they ran you through the stages and what was coming and it looks like it's going to be a good tour but mm-hmm. they also ran through all four stages of the women's tour of California that they're doing. So oh, they've got four stages this cool. year. Um, I don't think any of them are time trial. Pretty sure none of them are time trial. Well, that's um, good. Yeah. So they've got a couple of good road stages, and then they've got a nice crit uh, to finish it off. I think it's Sacramento. Um, I should remember all this stuff because I just watched it, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, but that's always yeah. cool. I like to see that growing. You know, it used to be just the time trial for women, and then it was like one stage, and then it was, you know, or a crit at first, and then it was like a couple stages. Now it's up to four stages, and, you know, that's that's getting respectable. It's, it's, it's an important event to highlight women's cycling because, as we all know, and we talk about almost every week, it's usually way more exciting than the dudes racing a lot of the yeah. times. very 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 often is especially at some of these yeah um maybe you know maybe eventually it will like lose that i'm not like trying to badmouth it but in a way some of these men's races have happened for so long and they like they hit this formula and everyone's Mm -hmm. afraid to break out of the formula and in some cases some of these like even like like larger uh like women's races are like haven't been around as long and like more more people are willing to just take chances and be right. like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a sprint every year, you know? Right. Um, yeah. There's different ways to win this race, right? Like it's not set in stone yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think that's, yeah, definitely part of the appeal, you know, like, um, 
so yeah, if you if you're a cycling fan that hasn't been paying attention to the women's racing yet, like that's maybe something you want to get on because I think uh, I think you'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really good, really fun to watch. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's start to wrap this up, little guy. How do you think? Yep, I got nothing else, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I well, swear to God, I'll. Uh... I'll, I'll I'll get a tour team together. I'm going to start compiling my tour team right now. Yeah, you should start doing your research now um, because yeah, team team Pizzato presented by Instagram is your default. That, um, you know, I, depending on how this turns out, I might just let um, let him pick my teams from now on because I I like this team a lot. So you know, I thought we'll you would. I thought it worked out very nicely. Like you got penalized, but it was a team that you may actually put together. Yeah, so, it's it's good pretty stuff. Much. Yeah. We th- thanks uh, Canada Dave uh, for that team. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Uh, we very much appreciate that. Check out Wide Angle Podium. Check out the other shows there. Um, check out the donate tab and uh, consider becoming a member if you like what we're doing. We would really appreciate it. Um, mm. Thanks also to BK1 from Rhyme Sayers Entertainment for the use of the track Tema de Cannibal off the album Radio de Cannibal. And uh, thanks to everybody tweeting about the show and for telling your friends about us. We don't do any advertising. And boy, mm-hmm. howdy, the only way we get more listeners is if you tell your writing buddies and your friends and, and your Twitter followers and everybody else that uh, that they should check out the show. So. For those of you doing it, we really do appreciate it. Um, yeah. I already told you about iTunes reviews. So go ahead and do that. Um, do it. Give us that one star. Just try it. Just dare yourself to try to give us one star. I bet you I bet you feel pity. I bet you give us three. Um, anyway, <laughs> remember to always, always, always wave at your fellow spandex clown suit wearing nerds that you pass out on the road. Uh, everybody out on a bike is dealing with the same BS. So give them a wave. You're not too cool. Uh, That's true. And yeah, with that, I guess we'll catch up with you again next week. Tim will be back uh, with his embedded Jiro reports. And um, that's all we got. Yeah, I do. Well, yeah, we'll bid you adieu. All right. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.